0: Those verses of scripture this morning, I want to try for a little while to preach. The greatest preacher this world has ever known. The greatest preacher this world has ever known. Amen. I've heard great preachers in my lifetime. My Mind as I began to think about this and my mind went back to one of probably the greatest preachers that uh, I've ever heard since I have been in Pentecost when I first got into church. He held a revival. His name was James W. Garland. Amen. He could quote scriptures on the oneness that God had so fast that one night he was preaching and he began to quote scriptures and there was young Baptist minister sitting on the back seat and he was trying to write them down and he was quoting them so fast that this young Baptist preacher couldn't keep up and he noticed that. He said, son, I'll slow down where you can get them all down. Amen. But he's one of the greatest preachers that I have ever heard. Amen. Another preacher that I've heard preach uh, uh, several times that is a, a great preacher, A.D. Spears in Longview, and any time that you go someplace and A.D. Spears is fixing to preach, you can settle in for at least an hour and a half uh, to two hours. He doesn't preach under that, but every time I've ever heard him preach, it seemed like such a short while, and, and I'm not even ready after an hour and a half or two hours for him to close out. I wish to just keep going. A, a great preacher, I, and, and Wayne Huntley, and, and uh, uh, Larry Booker, and, and a lot of great preachers that I've heard, uh, but they're not the greatest preacher that this world's ever known. Amen. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul was, wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament, a great preacher, uh, one of the greatest preachers, I guess, that, that's ever been recorded in history, right. but the Apostle Paul is not the greatest preacher right. the world's ever known. Right. I want to introduce you this morning to the greatest preacher the world's ever known, yeah. and his name is Conscience conscience amen he is the greatest preacher that's ever known amen God when he took the dust of the earth and he formed man he he formed fingers to the hand and the hand to the wrist and feet to the legs and eyeballs in their socket and ears on the side of their head but Someplace inside of man, God began to form a little chapel and put a little pulpit there and, and a place for this preacher to dwell. And, and he uh, placed in here a, a sanctuary that that preacher could, could uh, uh, be at all times. And God warned him uh, that he'd never have a big congregation. God told him that that he would only have one person in his congregation, but God told him to always stay with that person and never leave that person, but go with them uh, every place uh, that they go and proclaim good and evil, and to exhort to this person uh, and never let this person rest uh, if they've done something wrong or if their thought turned the wrong way. Uh, Conscience, don't never let them go because you're the greatest preacher that's ever been. Amen. I've heard preachers preach that Their clothes may not be the finest. Uh, And I have saw preachers kneeling at altars. Uh, They were about to preach sermons that had holes uh, in their shoes. Uh, But when they began to preach, friend of mine, uh, they would hang their coat tail uh, on the moon uh, and walk up and down the Milky Way uh, as they expounded God's word. but they're still not uh, the greatest preacher that the world has ever known. Uh, I want to tell you this morning uh, that you need to be thankful that God uh, has placed inside you uh, a, a sanctuary uh, and a pulpit uh, for the preacher to abode in. Hallelujah. This preacher can really preach. This preacher really knows how. Amen. Brother Adam Ogg wrote in his uh, book, uh, he said when he was about 11 or 12 years old, uh, his dad was a preacher, and his dad preached against going to movies along with other things. Uh, but uh, Brother Og said he wanted to go to the movie so bad, and he got on his bicycle one night uh, uh, evening and, and was supposed to be going to a Boy Scout meeting. Uh, and he said, I got on my little bicycle, uh, and I rode up to the movie house, uh, and I parked it to the side of the movie house, uh, and I bought me a ticket. Uh, uh, I went in, I bought me a bag of popcorn uh, and a Coke, uh, and I went in, And and got me a seat uh, and settled down, ready to see uh, the movie that night. Uh, He said, All at once, uh, the preacher jumped up to the pulpit. uh, he kicked uh, the benches over. He began to tell Brother Ogs uh, at the tender age of 11, 12, uh, what are you doing uh, in this place? Uh, You know this is not the place for you. Uh, Don't you know uh, that this place could catch on fire and it could burn you uh, and nobody would never hear from you or know where you was at uh, because they didn't know you was going to be here. He said, I felt sick in my stomach. Uh, I smelled the smoke of the theater as it burned. Uh, He said, I jumped up out of there and I left out. uh, And I never went back uh, to another movie house uh, in all my life. Uh, I'm telling you today uh, that you need uh, to listen to your conscience uh, when your conscience speaks to you. uh, The greatest preacher that this world uh, has ever known. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This preacher will go with you everywhere. You never know. When he'll get uh, his Bible uh, and tell you, hey, uh, it's time for church. Uh, I've had my conscience to preach to me uh, and keep me from a lot of hardships, uh, but I've overrode my conscience at times. Uh, I- I've overrode uh, the preacher. You don't need to do that many times because the Indian said uh, my conscience is like a three-pronged uh, uh, thing uh, and it turns. Uh, when I do something wrong uh, and it hurts me in here. But he said if I do wrong long enough uh, that that thing will wear to the place uh, to where it don't hurt anymore and I can just go ahead and do it. Uh, That's the reason the Bible says there's some uh, whose conscience has been seared over with a hot iron. Uh, Amen. And they no longer think about the things of God. Uh, They no longer entertain uh, God in their thoughts. Uh, amen. Uh, I tell you this morning, every one of us uh, should get on our knees and thank God. Uh, God, I thank you for putting the greatest preacher that the world has ever known deep inside me. Hallelujah. 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 Saul. Was given orders to go and kill all the Amalekites, and you probably know the story well. How that, as he was returning, he was supposed to have killed all the animals, everything. He was supposed to wipe the Amalekites out. Uh, amen. Uh, and no doubt in his returning, no doubt the preacher was sitting on his shoulders uh, as he returned with uh, he he kept Amalek. Uh, the king alive and he kept all those sheep and things cattle alive and no doubt all the way back the preacher was preaching the preacher was stomping his foot and saying Saul you know that you hadn't done right you know you hadn't obeyed God have you ever had the preacher to tell you that before have you ever had the preacher to jump up to the pulpit and said you know what you're doing's not right uh, man you know what you're about to do uh, is wrong uh, and so Saul came on uh, and he met Samuel and he said Samuel I've done everything uh, the Lord has told me to do uh, when he knew he hadn't because conscience uh, would not let him rest hallelujah yeah. Yeah. Come on. hallelujah I read an account of a young man that he was senior in high school he was a, a, a tall young man, weighed about 200 pounds. He was a straight-A student. Uh, he had IQ of over 130, but he killed a person, uh, and on trial, uh, he said, all the time uh, that I was committing that murder, there was something inside of me said, uh, you should have listened to that Sunday school teacher as you said every Sunday morning, uh, and she told you, expounded you what was right and what was wrong. Uh, he said, I've got one regret today uh, that I didn't listen uh, to that Sunday school teacher on a day." If you don't listen to your conscience, uh, one of these days you will regret, uh, man. One of these days you'll be sorry that you didn't listen to the greatest preacher that's ever been known. Hallelujah. Esau, returning from hunting, found Jacob with a bowl or a pot of red beans cooking, man. and and Esau said I'm starving to death Uh, I can't go no further Uh, I gotta have some of that pottage uh, Uh, and so Jacob told him said sell me your birthright Uh, and inside of of Esau that preacher was kicking and stomping uh, and saying you don't need to sell your birthright Uh, you don't need to get rid of your birthright Uh, you need to hold on to it Uh, but Esau overrode uh, that conscience uh, and he sold his birthright uh, Amen. I tell you today if we don't listen to our conscience uh, we're wound up uh, in the same shape as Esau and the Bible says that Esau sought a place of repentance uh, amen carefully he sought it with tears uh, but could never find uh, that place of repentance Uh, he could never make right uh, a setting of that birthright uh, and things went down How many times did the preacher preach to him? How many times did the preacher tell him uh, that what he was doing was wrong? Hallelujah. Cain was driven into the land of Nod by the preacher. Amen because the preacher living inside of him uh, every time Cain looked down at the ground uh, the preacher say, don't you hear Abel's voice calling out uh, don't you hear the blood uh, of Abel calling out man uh, uh, and Cain went uh, from the presence of the Lord into the land of Nod uh, you can't run from your conscience uh, your conscience was ordained by God uh, and it said uh, that don't leave them alone uh, stay with them uh, tell them remind them uh, oh God remind me uh, God I ask you please uh, to let my conscience stay uh, alive and well inside of me hallelujah <laughs> praise the Lord amen if music will come back I'm near through hallelujah <laughs> The preacher's never been, this preacher's never been the main speaker at any camp meeting or conference. But he has been to every one of them. He's preached at every one. He's never preached, (coughs) or he has preached in dance halls. He has preached in nightclubs. He has preached on the job. He has preached in jail and homes, hospitals. Conscience is the greatest preacher this world has ever known. Men. Jonah, go down to Nineveh, preach repentance. Because. There's a lot of souls. Excess sixty thousand souls in Nineveh. They can't discern between the right hand and left hand. But Jonah decided, I don't want to go down to Nineveh. Have you ever decided you just don't want to do what God wants you to do? And conscience jumps up and takes his Bible. And all the time that Jonah was going down to the seaport town running from God, conscience was kicking and snorting and reading the Bible. Jonah, you know you ought to obey God. You know you ought to do it. You know what the price is if you don't obey God. All the time, uh, conscience was just dealing, uh, dealing with him. Uh, man, uh, he walked up and he said, how much is the fare? Well, I want to tell you this morning, the fare is way higher than what you want to pay. Amen. The fare costs more what you ever want to pay. Jonah, on board that ship, he said, if I just lay back and go to sleep, conscience will leave me alone. But I guarantee you all the time he's laid back sleeping in that ship. They were dreams and that conscience was eating on him. And finally, he wound up. They said, what, what's causing all this turmoil in the sea and everything. Jonah said, I'm running from God. Throw me overboard. Everything will be all right. Wound up my ship in the whale or the fish's belly. Said seaweeds wrapped around his head. All the rotten fish in that belly. Of that whale smothering and getting in his ears, nose, and eyes. He paid the price. He paid the price. But when he came to himself, conscience was still there. Amen. He wound up in Nineveh preaching. If you'll let your conscience help you. The conscience will save you. Can we stand this morning? Hallelujah. Without our conscience, we'd never make it. Amen. Elijah found himself, and studying for this, I noticed something I'd never seen before. Elijah was running from Jezebel and he wound up in a cave. And God came to him in that cave and said, Jonah, what are you doing here? He said, well, Lord, I've been jealous for you, zealous for you, and, and uh, I've done a lot of good for you and uh, all that. But he said, ain't nobody else living for God except me. And God told him, he said, step to the mouth of the cave. I got something I want to show you. It said there was a great wind that just broke rocks off the side of the mountain. Then there was a fire that scorched the side of the mountain. Then there was an earthquake that shook, but it said God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the earthquake. God wasn't in the fire. But then he heard a still small voice. Go back and read that. Then he stepped to the mouth of the cave. The wind didn't draw him to the mouth of the cave. Actually, the voice of God didn't draw him to the mouth of the cave. The fire didn't draw him earthquake didn't draw him. God told him to start with he said, "Step to the mouth of the cave. I want to show you. But that still small voice conscience grabbed his Bible. He said boy if you know what's good for you you better get to the mouth of the cave and hear what God says. I stand here this morning to tell you that you need to hear what your conscience says. I'm going to open this altar for just a little bit. Ask Brother John to come on. If anybody wants to listen to your conscience this morning, God's telling you, hey, you need to find a place at the altar. And you need to listen to me this morning. Amen. Lord bless you.